thumb and pulled out a plum and said oh fuck me I'm a good boy (laughs) 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 no that's that is the the weirdest poem I think of Mother Goose and uh, weird childhood poems and that's definitely not a a variation on how it goes you know yeah 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 that's exactly how it was written the way you read it just like how just how you do my my commercials when I'm the one writing the commercial and you're the one reading it, just line <laughs> yeah. for line, word for word, baby. Just, you you got to ad lib a little bit to to fit the moment. Well, guys, we are here doing <laughs> yeah. episode three, finally episode yeah. out of into season five. That is out of our continuation three part episode. I, I don't know. I'd call them the Enchiridion Chronicles, the Prismo Chronicles. Yeah, like I, like I said last week, I wanted some sort of name for that like little arch miniseries but Mm -hmm. we're out of that now into a really weird turn into season five i feel like they wanted filler let's go the filler let's go filler episode three season five you know what (laughs) let's do some filler (laughs) dude i i already i already have a theoretically speaking that they were like well shit we got to do a grables in season five where do we put it? And they're like, you know what? Let's let's just get it done. Let's just get it out of the way earlier. Did they have to? They, they had did. to do one. Oh gosh, the fans just loved that first one. Senses hey, is that uh, what it was about? It was about I'm at senses, least, I think. I'm at least glad you're on the same page as me. I feel like we're sometimes not really on the same page with like, was this episode necessary? Yeah. Was it not necessary? And if we're both kind of in that space of like filler episode, why was the Grables after we just finished this like epic ending of multiversal mm-hmm. proportions, and now we're into Back into Qbert and the Grables, and there's it was there's one or boobs, two little babe. points. It was goof boobs for sure. Yeah. Goof boobs, labels. Goof boobs, labels. Yeah, welcome all you fresh mint whistles, freshest of all the dribble drable. <laughs> I will say, was it mint whistles or meat whistles? I think it was mint even, whistles, but I like whistles. meat whistles better because it sounds well, creepy and gross. Yeah, meat whistles sounds very like terrifier. Getting into yeah. spooky season pretty soon. Now, what have you met? You know, I was gonna say, man, I am so jealous. The people listening to this podcast right now are when this comes to it out in September. In the fall, they're listening to it in the fall, and we're not freaking there yet. It's so damn hot. Oh, Anyways, we're not there talk. yet, but who? It's 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 a doozy Weather. hot. I mean, I was doing yard work today. It's doozy hot outside. It is next level. Well, we're both in the heat, south, so, so. yeah. It's just, I know it's going on everywhere, but Atlanta just for, yay, day one of fall coming up soon. It's going to be like, yeah, it mm-hmm. feels like 107 with 80% humidity. Like, that's not yeah. fun. Well, hey, man, enough small talk. Let's get into how you feel about filler. <laughs> because how I, how like I we say, this is filler. filler. Is it done well here? Do mm. you like filler episodes in shows? I know you like a good Treehouse episode, mm. but hey, a Treehouse episode doesn't have to be a filler episode. What, I feel like, like, how do you feel? Yeah. Even just generally, it doesn't have to be just about the show. Like generally, how do you feel about filler episodes and, and, uh, I don't know, media. I mean, I don't, I don't hate filler episodes. I hate filler seasons. Um, filler episodes like this, I think are necessary. You've got writers that are just like 
these Adventure Time writers got to be just pitching ideas, shotgunning stuff, what sticks on the wall. There's going to be more Kubert. There's going to be more Grables. They expand on the Kubert story a little bit more later on, which is it's really cool. They keep this a, this a running theme. So I'd say like it's not done with a moot point. And if you watch Adventure Time, like again, you just watch back through the seasons, each one is very enjoyable on its own. The show is not supposed to be taken seriously. Now, flip-flop that and you do things like the last two seasons of Parks and Rec, the last two seasons of New Girl. One of those two of the last two seasons are just like total filler. They got approved for another season. They, the original writers were like, okay, it should have been done by this point, but we got told to do more. That's when I think the art of that is really just like played gotcha. out. You know what I yeah, mean? I what about I you? I don't like it. I mean, I agree. I don't like it when it's for the purposes of money or monetizing or yeah. expanding uh, a show in order to make more money. And unfortunately, something I love, which is anime, does that all the damn time. Mm-hmm. It's constantly about filler episodes. You have, especially Naruto and sort of One Piece. One Piece does the Dragon Ball Z, like we're taking forever to do a battle or we're going to do a hundred flashbacks or someone's going to be yelling for a bit or something. But in Naruto, you just have these random ass filler episodes that me, mm-hmm. it's like doing my homework. I always have to do my homework. I'm like, I always got to watch the filler episodes because you just never know. That's how but I feel about- um, It bothers me. Clone Wars. Uh, Clone Wars surprisingly did that. Like, It is a super well-made like eight-season show that is really, really crucial to the Star Wars canon. But you're like, holy shit, we are four episodes into some weird subplot- on some planet and all they're going to do is be like, we saved the base. Hooray. And we spent yeah, kind of my, like they, they made a bunch of micro movies. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I've talked about this in the past, how I just absolutely admire any author or even studio that's willing to go out on a limb and kind of be like, Hey, this is going to be a season. This is going to be two seasons. This is going to be mm-hmm. five episodes and we're going to do it and we're going to do it right. Every episode is going to be awesome and it's going to matter and, or the writing's just going to be so good. And then once like our formula has like run its course, we're just going to drop it. I mean, that's that's what's so great about Over the Garden Wall, right? That's what's so great mm-hmm. about Fully Cooley, what's so great they about Cowboy Bebop. They wanted to Dude, get their idea totally. on a sheet of paper and then they were like, this is it. Like, give me one season. I won't bug you anymore. It just needs, my story needs to be yeah. told. That's, I mean, dude, look at Death Note. Like, Death Note's, honestly, it's longer than uh, Cowboy Bebop. It's longer than some of the kind of 10, 15 episode things. But they're like, we have a story from front to back. It's going to yeah. take longer than a movie to tell it. Like, give me a one season of a show to do it. Yeah. You know? Oh, man, you want a good long anime that sticks to the point? Watch uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Full Metal is... So good. It's like is 66. that one subset of Full Metal Alchemist? Or is so that- Full Metal Alchemist is there's two. Sorry, y'all. This we don't tangent here, I guess. But there are two shows, two anime that they made about the manga, and unfortunately, Full Metal Alchemist caught up to the manga and then had to go finish. They did, did mm. the uh, Game of Thrones thing. They're like, we got to finish finish this it, show. Yeah. We caught up. We're not going to wait because it's popular or whatever it is. But then they went back and they redid it with Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is the vastly preferred version where they did it to a T to the manga. And I mean, I've talked about it a little bit on the past with this podcast, a show that the very first episode, you, you understand the world, you understand what's happening. It's pulls you in that first episode Mm. matters later on. Like 
that first episode really introduced that world so, so well, which we talked about actually uh, on the Patreon, just to plug the Patreon that, is it out now? I don't know. We'll figure that out. <laughs> is it out uh, in September yet? We don't know yet. Yeah, it should be. Uh, but yeah, I mean, on that first episode, we went back and revisited the first ep- episode of Adventure Time. And I I loved how it went about it, like explaining the world and giving you main characters and mm-hmm. here are their flaws and here are what they're good at. Immediately you see Jake's power and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, dude, Metal, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood does it almost better than anybody else. It's really a great show. That's cool. I mean, I, I like I like to hear that that's been done correctly because Game of Thrones yeah. like did fuck it up so bad. So like, yeah. I'm glad to hear that even in the anime world, which yeah, it's less repercussions for fucking something up. Honestly, well, it's got to be a big show for them, the, the yeah. studio. They'd be like, let's recreate it, you know. But yeah, anyways, exactly. Back anyways, to, we are uh, talking about I'm more short Grables. Grables. Um, <laughs> here's uh, well, here's yeah. The funniest thing is my first line of my notes is "fuck me another Grables episode." Yeah. Uh, however, this one, I mean, I think it's not bad. I would say the Marceline aspect of this episode and the BMO aspect of this episode are great. I kind of mm. like those very standalone. Finn and Jake's, yeah. it's not Treehouse. It's dumb. I don't like when they make them look stupider than they actually are. Um, I thought were their story was a little stupid or were silly. they just determined? They were it's, like, man, you got to yeah, put your thumb a, in something. It was a filler a day for them, dude. That's well, yeah. We're talking about filler episodes. This is a filler day. Like When Jake and Finn don't have crazy adventures to go on, they have to make up their own stuff. So I guess they're like, we're going <laughs> to pretend like this mother goose nursery rhyme is uh yeah is a dark spell so I, I give it, it it doesn't hit the treehouse episode aesthetic i guess but yeah okay that's fair well i i think my beef really was with cuber i think i'm mm. kind of mad at cuber all of a sudden like i do want to know really? where his place is in the universe in the cosmos like yeah what dimension he's in does he know prismo is there a relationship there that we'll learn one day like that would all be super fascinating mm, to find out about cool. later down the road. And I don't know, do we do we learn any more about his relationship with that stuff? It seems we like it might be in the future where he is. Yeah. So, like, I mean, this episode, I we're gonna oh, we're already getting to my deep thoughts. My goodness, we're ten minutes in. Yeah. We we see that the episode starts off with he is in space. The spaceship slows down. He's speeding through space. It slows down just so you know the audience which is another weird like third wall break. Um, so is he just insane or does, is he operating in between, you know, corporeal planes where he sees us as the viewers also seeing him in his universe. So there is that kind of aspect of a possible potential quasi corporeal plane, like, like Prismo, like cosmic okay. owl. Um, and then at the very end of the episode as well, he mentions, Oh, you know, uh, yeah, living beings have haven't five had fingers. five fingers in quadra grabling trillion whatever. years or whatever. Yeah. Um, which I'm like, okay, they do drop the hint that now Qbert is in the future. He is looking Definitely. back into the past. And so they do like if this episode is important, they do expand on the fact that this is the future in the adventure time universe, per se. Yeah. I think I'm just pissed about the themes. I'm kind of mad about him, about the stupid themes. The first time, I, I don't remember if I got it, the five senses. No, that not. one was 
This one was way easier if you really did think really? about it. Really, dude, I thought this was a stretch. I thought this was a hell like I, the, I the really thing, thought it was okay. the fingers. I yeah, thought well, it was the fingers at first. And then that's he's what like, I'm saying. Oh, they're, no, they're, you're you're goofballs. It it's the, not the fingers. Get out of it. No, it is the fingers. And then the writers were like, We're gonna we're gonna like, you know, pull the audience along and call and call it like the five like tastes. But yeah, it's they literally tell the stories in the order of the fingers. So like it was done that yeah. way on purpose. But but each of those tastes are like just a small like a very one off line of in each one of those segments. And it kind of made me annoyed. <laughs> I was like, what are y'all doing, man? This is not <laughs> that is not a theme. And even like I guess it's not a theme like I want it to be a theme. I want it to be some sort of a conceptual idea. I don't want it to be like things that are blue. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want something like that. It's but it is what it is, I guess. We, well, we got it. He's my most punchable character, Cuber. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, bud. Uh, but I would, you got I would call episode. him slightly less punchable than the first one, though. Like, that, like maybe it's just because you were, I mean, we're coming off of was new to it. some of the better episodes before. So this does make Cuber kind of interrupting your canon flow. It yeah. just makes him pretty punchable. Yeah. Um, a, I was going to say, though, punchable. like, at least with um well shoot, I lost my train of thought now. Never mind. No, you're good. No worries, man. Well, I'm curious about Mother Goose. Have you I you know, I was gonna I was thinking how they approach this and I was like, Oh, how millennial of me if I was like, Man, do kids even know about Mother Goose these days? I, like, dude, I have no idea. I mean, I know <laughs> I just, I if know, I dude. were to have kids right now. I would probably never end up reading them Mother Goose stories. Like nursery rhymes? Yeah. Or, or did we? I mean, but like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, did your mom actually read you Mother Goose nursery rhymes? I don't think so. I think we just was, picked them up over time, like through I random things. I think it's things. like a pick up over time through TV shows like, because we, Russell, in our generation, we had like stuff your parents did, but like when there we wasn't kids. an overexposure of the internet. So that means that TV shows were also written like, Mother Goose nursery rhymes were in Arthur. Uh, yeah. References to kids' books were in SpongeBob. That's probably true. In Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Uh, and now, because like that was like everybody's almost uh, same experience. So Mother Goose, I mean, that or it was read to me at my grandmother's house. Like, I don't know. But, <laughs> you think <laughs> like, your grandma was so committed to Mother uh, Dude, Mother Goose Nursery Rhymes. Grandmas are crazy like that. They they have <laughs> yeah, they've got okay. they're like oh I've had this book since I raised your grandmas be back. crazy. Grandmas be grandmas are crazy. Whack. <laughs> yeah, I I was interested. I mean, I looked a little into it, and then I think I kind of lost interest pretty fast. But it was fascinating <laughs> to hear. I mean, Mother Goose is kind of like an imaginary author of a collection mm-hmm. of nursery rhymes. I think a lot of it's from the 18th century or even talking back to the 17th century. Uh, it's like French fairy tales and then later on yeah. English nursery rhymes. Um, kind of fits and, in that Cinderella-esque yeah. realm type type story. Yeah, know? and the the actual author of a lot of these or the, maybe the person that compiled them seems to be different depending on where you're from. And so I didn't, it wasn't even worth going into. But it's like if you're from England, like you think the author might have been this person. If you're from France, it might have been this person. And if you're from the UK, it's... Someone with the last name Goose and, uh, you know, whatever. Like, it doesn't, Charles doesn't really Bumbleton matter. Charles Bumbleton Goose. <laughs> yeah, AKA Charles Goose. Mother Goose. 
Yeah, oh no, it's it was definitely always female characters. I'll say that. It's not like uh <laughs> no. some dude. You just said you just said UK, somebody with the last name Goose, and I'm just thinking about it. Charles <laughs> Charles Wimbledon Goose. <laughs> AKA yeah, Chucky so, Goose. I thought it was it was fascinating, but not so fascinating that we really need to spend too much time on it for this episode. No, I think the only thing in this episode I would imagine is because we've seen Turtle Princess in the library, uh, that there is mother goose books that are so lost in time and mm. at this point in time in ooh that they have dust on them and they only they come across like super secret like spell books yeah so I yeah and i guess that's why they funny. thought it was like they thought it was a warlock spell book right they thought they were going to be able to cast maybe yeah. we they thought that or they were just like you said kind of like coming up with an adventure or something to do today but i did i kind of really enjoyed seeing them like put their thumb places and stuff and i got easily my biggest laugh of this episode comes from this because in my mind that was lady rainicorn's butt that when i first saw it i was like what, what? and then what? she kissed him on the- <laughs> that was your first thought was he stuck yeah. his finger up her butthole <laughs> and then she kissed him on the head and i was like no and no. he said what a good That's, boy no, am per- i no she's pergante man i she forgot is, i forgot for you forgot that she's full-on pragers yeah, I forgot that she's that uh, uh, Jake's puppies. I totally forgot about that. But I thought <laughs> it was man, Rainicorn has a donk this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, well, I, was I, like, she, I do. I mean, at how least do you the know, beauty. Though? I mean, I don't know. Well, because you well, again, if you're the if you were picking up season five without having watched season four, you'd be like, what the fuck just happened? But if you are following the canon, you do know. She's pregnant. The babies have not been born yet. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't right. know that. But I i mean, I appreciated that scene more. Along. <laughs> I did not focus on her belly. I had a note that I was just like, oh, yeah, like pregnant lady rainicorn. That's awesome. Yeah. We are con- continuing like because that will be part of the season later. Cool. But well, the, we, the squirrel is the other one that got we, me because they're holding the squirrel's that squirrel. Funny. And he's just <laughs> in the breathing armpits. so hard because they, I guess they chased it down and caught him and Finn's holding him up. <laughs> just holding his little arms up. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that the only part of that Finn and Jake scene that I think is redemptive is that it starts off in the farm, in the barn where Lady Rainicorn mm-hmm. lives. Obviously, that's her house coming mm-hmm. right off of our farm world story. So we open up the first Grable like where we left off with farm world. So it's kind of this cool, like repeat. So yeah. You're I, getting that repeat storyline vibe. You know, I was a little worried that was Lorraine at first. And then we kind of realized like me and Allie realized, Oh, that's not, that's not their part. <laughs> you thought that yeah, was Lorraine up house. in the, up in the, <laughs> yeah. That, he's like shooing the no. rain. No, she I lives, she lives in the tree house it. somewhere. <laughs> Jake was like, our chicken's name's Lorraine. <laughs> chicken's name's Lorraine. <laughs> That's such a good moment. Anyways. Oh man. Well, that was so I would say coming off of the what a good boy mime, Mother Goose, that we have a good Marcy adventure. And I think this is my favorite because we only got Marceline introduced into the show when she was like, I have adventures. I go all around. I, you know, mark my territory. I do whatever. And the fact that she is going instrument shopping through like wizard bills music shop that's obviously a thousand bajillion miles away or something like that and that this is kind of i think of a cool glimpse into marceline's past and kind of like how she just went about life like back in the day before finn and jake or how she still goes about it now i guess but 
I, I like that. I like kind of seeing like she gets, she does her own thing like on her own days. And she's like, and uh, that involves my lovely of the episode is the rock giant drummer. He's absolutely oh. my lovely of the episode. Yeah. That's it. That's a good lovely. Why is he your lovely? You just enjoyed his presence and his drumming? I, I just appreciated the fact that he is just chilling there playing his tiny drum, but just he is so hyper focused on it. She has to like yeah. kind of like interrupt him like two or three times before she can get his attention. But he is like all about getting that drum down. Yeah, he's not bad. Um, he's, he's got some good drum going on. I mean, mine was was your bill. I that was my that was my secondary pretty close tie lovely was wizard bill but he's got an awesome guitar shop right and he lives like i guess the shop's up on a cloud in the sky somewhere the um the top of the shop definitely looked like a radio tower so he's definitely got a guitar shop slash radio station to some degree savory licks you know and you probably need like probably a big stairway to heaven to get there you know so that was pretty cool too oh that's a reference (laughs) (laughs) well that's a that's a reference yeah i'd be i'd be down there like trying to get up to his his music shop just being like hey you get off my cloud anyways sorry no more music references the last thing i'll say with with marceline's just story because it's not not a story it's just literally 40 seconds of what happens to her index finger baby index finger index finger part of the story is I do love the pan shot down because it puts you back into perspective that Finn and Jake are here, she floats up here, and then the pan shots down to the Candy Kingdom. So this is like the clouds above the Candy Kingdom. And I like that. I like the the reminding the audience that though the Candy Kingdom sits there, there is underwater worlds, there's cloud worlds, there's crystal worlds, there's all this stuff going on. Like the ecosystem of ooh is just wild. You know. Oh yeah. So I did like that pan shot down to the Candy Kingdom. Well, my tops was actually her riding on the, the giant's index finger. I thought that was such a cool moment. Dude, and just that was the my animation top, was that awesome. was my tops of the episode too. Yeah. Was literally the animation of her getting on the finger uh and her loving it. Like she's just riding it like a bull. Oh yeah. And she's just having rad. the time of her life. And that was a great shot. Great animation. It was great. Well, Ned, um, I think we should go to a little commercial break, maybe. Is that take cool? A, take a yeah, we'll take a little breather. We might we might learn a little bit more about uh, Jack Horner in this okay. in this advertisement. In a corner, not so wise, lived young Jack Horner, full of surprise, but mischief stirred within his heart as he played a mischievous part. He'd stick his fingers without care in pies and tarts, a daring affair. Spoiling the treats for girls and boys, a trickster's joys in his ploys. With a sly little grin upon his face, he'd leave a mess, a sugary trace. Little Jack Horner, not so good, misbehaving as he should. His pranks were known both far and wide in kitchens where pies were set aside. But oh, the mess he'd surely make. Custard-covered fingers, what a mistake. So let us remember, young and old, to keep our manners a story told. Little Jack Horner, a lesson to heed. Respect for others' treats, indeed. And we're we coming are, back. Are we're back. back. We are back. What's up? Back. Uh, yeah. Into the Grables. I guess I didn't introduce myself. Did you introduce yourself, Ned? No, I don't think so. I'm uh, no. second half of the episode. I am DJ Nettie P. Yeah, I'm Russell. All right. 
Just wanted to do that, just in case people were like, who are these people I'm listening to? I'm a first-time... This would be a very, very weird first-timer episode. So if this is your first time, I apologize, like, you know, on behalf of you for not being a normal person and going back and listening to the other normal episodes. Well, this is a this is a filler episode of our podcast for sure. In case you were curious, we're just we're taking a break from the the heavy research we do. I'm, I mean, y'all know. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to name this episode <laughs> something not pertaining to the Grables because people will yeah. skip it. I know that. I yeah. know that for a fact. So, well, I'm going to have to call it. It's still the best named podcast. Was the Big Baby Mama Juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from season one, whatever Big you call that. Mama juice. You call it like like n- homesick, lovesick mama juice. Don't come home, baby. Oh, gosh. Whatever, baby, little baby boy. I can't whatever. remember what that episode was <laughs> Make called. Make it super confusing. Yeah. Um, but we have three more Grables to quickly go over. Um, okay. General thoughts. Nothing as deep in these future Grables, but. I don't know about that, man. Maybe for uh, you. Maybe for me, maybe I mean like you've. I know you got some stuff about the Ice King marrying. I got the heat, but I I want to jump straight to TT and go into the Candy Kingdom. First of all, she's hanging out. She's bringing apple pie to somebody in the Candy Kingdom. Mm -hmm. She gets a fingerful of Finn and Jake in her apple pie, which sounds way too dirty to say. Yeah, the way you just said that was interesting, and she gets befuddled by the cranky cookie the cranky cookie who's i guess supposed to be giving the middle finger but isn't because it's a kid show i just wanted to know what the cranky cookie did in order to get a statue, get a statue? erected of himself in Dude, he just flipped everybody off that had to be it right i mean, <laughs> I mean like, like yeah like i don't know it, and they're just it, proud of it, I guess. Uh, like why do you make a statue for somebody because they did something honorable or because I mean, the only other thing I could I think know. about in this world was the old tart toter. He looked like the old tart toter. So was the cranky cookie holding some position in the government similar to the crazy tart to- or the the tart toter? Now he's crazy, but where Princess mm. Bubblegum would have honored him, but in his old age, he became very cranky. Maybe because so. Because he was doing some sort of PB government role. Yeah. Well, speaking but, of cranky, uh, we got a Karen in this episode. Apparently, tree trunks. Yes, tree trunks. The is Karen a, man, a full out Karen in this episode. Yeah, yeah. She goes to the cops and she's just like trying to put in a what is it a public disturbance whatever thing. Yeah, she, um, I mean, she's trying to get a, a statement on the record of a disturbance that's happened. Yeah. And yeah, the wheels of justice spin a little too slowly for her. So she uh, <laughs> takes matters into her own hands and gets cinnamon bun and two other pieces of candy to <laughs> go I do, fight, I guess. I think that was one of my favorite. Like, if you do think about the canon of what we know about tree trunks and cinnamon bun now, that they kind of do match each other's energy level for kind of being a little like not self aware. Like mm-hmm. all the time, like they kind of match that insanity level with each other. So I kind yeah. of appreciated that. I I can yeah I could see that. It's it's just gross to me that Cinnamon Bun ends up wearing the stockings that <laughs> full of newspaper. she gives him. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I for whatever reason this was actually even though I, I'm kind of it kind of bores me a little bit now that I'm talking about it, but. 
I enjoyed this section of this episode more than the other ones, actually. Mm, really? Just, I don't know why. I guess it was a little bit more dynamic. It kind of felt like we had like a cool little story going. You get to see Shelby again. Haven't seen her in who knows how long, you know? And she's just reading a book on top of a middle finger. So that's why this is the middle finger aspect. Or no, it's not. Sorry. This is... It is. What is no, this it is one? supposed to be the middle finger aspect. No, it's not the middle finger. It's the... The theme is the five tastes. This is supposed to be sour because she had a sour, sour taste a, yes. in her mouth because, sour taste because in her of mouth. what she saw. <laughs> but I do, I would say my backup tops, my like second, like I wouldn't call it the favorite. Like again, I'm trying to reserve Shelby being my lovely every episode that Shelby's in. But Shelby's delivery of the lines of like, Shelby, you're offending everybody. Like being just like, oh, I'm just up here reading my book. Like, the voice actor for Shelby's. You just I, enjoy it. I yeah. want that. I want a whole show. I want a whole show around Shelby. Shelby show? Like, the Shelby show would be fantastic. Shelby show would be fun. It'd be, it'd be great. Like, I don't know what you could do with it, though. Does, I don't know. We've seen a little bit about the worms, too. They got school, right? And Shelby lives in a violin or viola. 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 Yeah. Shelby lives in Jake's viola. But she, apparently, does Shelby does, like, Go to the Candy Kingdom and just like yeah. chill and read books on top of statues. I think that that's also a funny concept that just Shelby was like, I'm bored. Go read my book up here. Dude, you get to find a good spot to read a book though. I can, I can respect that for I sure. Can, exactly. I can like, I get that. It seems relatable and it makes, it makes again, Shelby the almost lovely of the episode. Okay. Yeah. Well, then what um, about the Ice King? Is he a lovely of yours or are you kind of grossed no. out by his foot love, his own personal foot love? Man, well, the most here's convenient the thing. love you can have. I think we did so much Ice King in season four that, like, this one is not shocking to me. This one, we we did Princess Monster Wife. We did, um, gosh darn, what else in season four specifically? I just feel like we had so much Ice King in season four with, well, yeah. and with like learning who Simon Marceline. was and Marceline, yeah. and the fact that now we have a lot of the context built behind Ice King, they can throw this Grable in here and you do feel more sympathetic than he's a lunatic. You know, you your heart yeah. kind of breaks that he's like marrying his left foot, but almost wanting to cheat on his left foot with his right foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, his right foot was winking. And also, what was his foot doing up by his face? His leg looks so twisted <laughs> and gross. Is this... Uh, I didn't want to say this, but this is guys. We're we're doing a podcast. We're doing an adult themed podcast about a kid show. Where are you going? Is, is this a uh, parallel to masturbation? I'm just saying, your left foot versus your right foot. You're cheating on your left foot with your right. You're marrying <laughs> okay. your left I foot. Quote, I didn't unquote. pick up on that. Is that the per? No, I don't think so. But I don't know. it has to be somewhat in question. I guess. I but. mean, you know. I don't know. I don't even know what I want to because, say about this. Dad. Because if <laughs> the writers, me. if the writers were like, "Oh yeah, he falls in love with his hand," and then the the, oh, the right hand comes in like, is, and you're like, "Oh, that's easily a mess." So maybe they, that, yeah. I think that could have been the storyline, and they were like, "No, we we can't do hands because that's like mm -hmm. overtly sexual." So, well, it wasn't all sexual. I did appreciate the Gunter aspect of the Ice King's portion of this episode when. Ice King is just crying and because he just married his foot or whatever. Hey, 
And the big ones are just too, looking up the stairs, and it's just like, oh yeah, come on, big ones, look the up best, the stairs. I mean, best part of that scene was he called it. He said, "Family meeting, family meeting," and all the yeah. things. <laughs> Dude, like, I, I want I, if I had more dogs. So introduces the new mommy. <laughs> yeah, I'd want to come into my house and be like, "Family meeting, family meeting," and all the dogs mm-hmm. like <laughs> coming to the same room. That would be fantastic. Yeah, what if all the penguins, all those penguins, like, want a mom? They, like, really desperately mm. want a female presence around the house, and that's why they're, I mean, like, yeah. so pumped. Yeah, family meeting, let's be, introduce the new mommy. This one's going like to work. A, that could be a deep thought. Well, save, put pocket that that thought for more future, like, Gunter seems, episodes. Seems like a like, scratch, dog. The kind of the desire for more of a motherly figure. Mm-hmm. It's a, kind of a relative background theme and adventure time in general and okay. will come up i think a little bit a little bit more with gunter not as much but like yeah um, well we don't like need that. to go too deep into like the whole marriage aspect of things but i was curious how you proposed was it as spontaneous was it around family like what was your vibe when you proposed oh yeah it's i know i did a good one i did uh my wife thought i was gonna propose around new year's but she actually graduated december um graduated half a semester early so all of her family was coming in for her graduation my family came in for her graduation so i got all the family in town without it being suspicious um mm. after the graduation they were all like see you later we've got to go back home walked her from her graduation through our campus got to like be like oh here's where we had all our dates took her to the coffee shop where here's the founder's garden yeah, we did the Founders Garden, <laughs> magnolia, did. magnolia Tree, where we climbed up in our magnolia tree and had our first date. Oh, gosh. Um, but took her to Walker's and took her uh, to the back little section of Walker's where we literally had our first date. Yeah. Um, and the best part was, like, she just thought I was being sweet. She just thought it was normal. Of course. And then I start being just like, hey, this is where we had our first date. And I start getting all... Stop. And she did not know it was happening until I was like on my knee and she was like, Oh mm-hmm. shit. So I, I said, caught cool. her with this. I caught her with the surprise, which was good. That's great. Yeah. Actually do. Now that you say that I have definitely seen that photo yeah. of the proposal, like in the, that back section of walkers, yeah. which is pretty sweet spot. Yeah. That's, I mean, that is where we spent most of our time together. Like yeah. dating was just like in, sitting in, in that college. back alley and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, if I if I'm gonna be doing that, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna get into spoilers for the future of my life here on the podcast too much. But I'm thinking a baseball game, maybe like a football game, like big mm. screen. Mm. You're a big <laughs> screen guy. I just yeah, say that because I've been told don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. I was like, I think I know your partner well enough to that would not play over very well. I don't think that would go well. I don't think it would. And I, I think I would, I, I would take that. I'd be like, yeah, no, I get it. I wouldn't want to be proposed to in this situation either. That sounds miserable to me. I mean, so people, I, hey, you do I, it. But. Well, regardless, I hope I'm part of the planning slash party committee behind that the party committee. If it, if it happens when it happens in the future. So, oh, yeah. And well, we will hey, keep all you we, we lovelies talk. and travelers involved in that process. <laughs> yeah, yeah as, definitely. As much as it's appropriate. NEA's first live show. Welcome, five people. <laughs> first live show. Russell gets married. There are five of y'all here. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible, though. We did it in Chattanooga because oh, we stars. live 
in Nashville, Atlanta. Anyways, let's let's move on. Ned. Bemo let's move on to bed. the last of the Grables, and He's we a get the ret- girl. She's a real yeah, baby girl. Football is she is saying I'm a real baby girl, which I think is cool because the first football instance we get, football is a little like still kind of like I don't know how to do real world things, and so Bemo's like, no, you're not ready. Football's like, no, I'm mm-hmm. a real girl. Like I can do it. I can hear the birds. I can. And it's, smell the rattles, lilacs. Kind of, yeah. I know. Well, it smell the roses and hear the birds. And I was like, but then BMO wants to hyper fixate on like, you got to have your pinky out. Yeah, being fancy. Manners, you got to have manners. You got to know how to eat with a grapefruit, which I was going to ask you, man, did you ever have a family member that legitimately ate grapefruit with a grapefruit mm. spoon? Or do you like, is have, has it, that been a part dude, of your life? I know I've seen it. I could not tell you for the life of me where I've seen it. I think most normal people don't eat grapefruits. I've seen people do it with some salt maybe, but I think it's weird. Whenever I see it, I'm, I'm like, man, dude, you're weird. I always love that because, so my grandfather was a World War II vet, super old. He passed away when I was like 10 or something like that. Um, but I think... I mean, he's an old school dude. So as an old man, his my grandmother, his wife, would fix him a half a grapefruit with sugar on top in a bowl of just plain total. Oh, it was every sugar morning. Salt. Yeah. Every, every morning, morning for breakfast. Every morning for wow. breakfast. He would and he would eat a half a grapefruit in a bowl of total. And I was like, and so and but they legitimately had like hanging by the table, like a set of a matching set of grapefruit spoons with the, the little rigid edges on the outside. Cause he yeah. would eat his grapefruit every morning with the grapefruit spoon. Well, is it an old thing? Is it a thing that people used to do when they didn't have better fruits and mm-hmm. they just got into the habit of it? I don't it know. Is. It is. Well, whatever it was, I, we could probably go into the history of grapefruits. The fact yeah. that, so it is a fruit, the, <laughs> the binding of it is very strong. So like it's not like an orange where you can kind of split it apart, but you do have to like yes. dig down into it and pull it out, and the uh, fibers will like stay in the mm. fruit. So the the grapefruit this. This spoon. Is, this is so great. Pulls it it's, out. It's, hey, it's not like we we've never as, done fig facts or random facts about stupid things before. So this is this is new grounds for this podcast for sure. <laughs> hey, at least I know what the grapefruit spoon is. Do you know what a Grinch like? To Grinch is like what is what is to, Bemo to talking Grinch? about? To Grinch, to Grinch or not to Grinch? The turnip Grincher. The I had to look it up. Yeah, it's for turnips. It a, I'm guessing. Well, here's what Urban Dictionary says, um, and I, I gotta say I'm a little disappointed in this definition, but I'm gonna read it either way. Uh, Grinching is a Winter Olympic sport. To play, you need two or more players, and to win, you need to buy a Grinch suit off of eBay live in a cave, and at some point, you must harass <laughs> nearby children and civilians on Christmas. So apparently that's what Grinching is. I'm not sure where a Grincher <laughs> comes Grinching. into play. You know, it looks kind of like a, I don't know, it looked like a, a creepy torture device sort of a thing. Uh, dude, it was it was a mix between, I thought it was something a mix between like a bottle opener and a wine, like or a can opener, bottle opener, wine opener. Yeah, but for turnips. But it was for turnip. So like I don't know. I'm yeah. It could have been weird, but I also think I love that it plays into BMO's BMO really doesn't know what she's talking about either. 
And so mm-hmm. BMO is trying to be like, I know everything. This is for Grinching. You need to Grinch to be a normal, uh, alive being. I just don't know how to go about the BMO and football situation. Like BMO is talking to her as if she's real, but then at the same time, like it's obviously, I, I don't know. It, there's something about it that just, I like, I want to talk about <laughs> well, it as in it, what it is, but then I know there must be some sort of a preconceived like there's they never idea that people it. are coming to at the podcast that know yeah. what happens in the future so they don't explain it so i they don't explain it whatever they, i want they go into deeper stories that are a little darker about like football and bmo um and like they switch places now is it all in bmo's head you don't really know is it really actually happening are we introducing football you know if bmo could be a being that could open up another portal to another dimension like we talked about when BMO could have the video game inside of her like could BMO's reflection be another dimension because BMO's got some sort of interesting weird multi-dimensional portal but in this scene specifically it is very compelling they're flipping really quickly between the reflection and BMO and in, in football and BMO they're doing it really yes. quickly BMO's pinky is up the whole entire time. And every time they flip back to football and the reflection, the pinky's down. Mm. And every time they flip back to BMO, the pinky's up. And it's really quickly. And even also like with the eyebrow, the eyebrows, BMO's got yeah, the, the eyebrows, eyebrows turned on on the screen and football doesn't have the eyebrows turned on. So unless the interaction between BMO and football is that immediate, you can kind of conceptualize it being this is an interesting, we just got out of the multiverse episodes. This is an interesting, is this a parallel type universe that BMO is? No, at least least on the outside of in, but it, but it, but it kind of is like it kind of, but yeah, there is a future episode that kind of proves it is. And short circuit. Yep. Yeah. There's a future episode that's kind of, in spoiler drop, it's a little bit like a mirror dimension. Hmm. Um, and they kind of go into what the concept of a mirror dimension would look like. Yeah. So right. just sit on that, you know, bake on that. Let, you know, yeah. incubate, Let me go get a incubate your mind on it. I'll get a grapefruit <laughs> and chew on that a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's my final thoughts on being yeah. on football. But uh, overall, I want to just like, you know, I, I keep doing this as if it's like a staple, but we feeling good? Like this is this was a hard. We just finished our big season five starter, and it was awesome. And now we kind of get into our season five. Welcome to a lot of episodes about to happen. Like, are you still feeling all right? Are we still feeling good? Yeah, I'm feeling okay. I you actually I kind of needed sales. an episode like this. I needed an episode that wasn't so intense, wasn't so um, gung ho in the canon, and we could just sit around. And hang out. And even if it was a five short grables and not like a we're dodging knives that are make believe because we're imagining or we're in a, a box and we're imagining crazy events mm-hmm. happening and scoreboards Good getting annoyed. Of SpongeBob, Good by episode. The way. Great Imagination. Episode uh and even if the theme was stupid and even if it was the five fingers, I'm still kind of pissed off that the theme wasn't deeper to some degree. <laughs> um I think my issue yeah. with filler episodes is you could do filler episodes and they could really feel good about the story or what's happening or it can be really relevant. Um, 
Or you could do filler episodes that don't matter at all and that are totally just like skippable. And you could do filler episodes like, again, I'm going to bring up One Piece because I mentioned it earlier, how they do where there's sometimes a lot of them are like filler for about 80% of the episode. And then in the last two minutes, you get like a mm. thing that's coming or you get like a, oh, this is important. I'm glad I watched this episode moment. And that bothers me too. Like, I would rather it just be like, hey, we're in a yeah, moment right now with Avenger Time. Yeah, yeah, like, what if the filler episode was just about, like, Jake and Rainicorn, and they're talking about, like, what they're going to do with their kids and all that stuff, and they're trying to figure things out. And it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't really matter for the rest of the show, but it's it feels like you develop something, or it feels uh, good to sit there and watch this thing play out. I, I don't yeah. know. Adventure so. Time does a really good job at that. And to your first point, that's why I like the Treehouse episodes. But to okay. your final point, it is kind of like this show is set up to just be like, here's a universe where things are happening. It may be a canon episode, may not be a canon episode. But like a lot of the time, you're just like look on the outside looking in. I'm like, this is the adventures of Finn and Jake. This is not the, the show is not called like the redemption of Ooh. Their show's not called, it's just mm-hmm. called Adventure Time. It's just time to adventure. Yeah. And uh, again, I'll say it till the cows come home. The end of the show in general takes this home, takes that concept home to the extreme. And I love it. It's fantastic. Good. That's great. Well, what's your lesson for this episode? If you're going to narrow it down into just Ooh. this five more short, short grables. My lesson from the short Grables is if it involves sticking your fingers into something, it's probably not going to make you a good boy. Mm. Mm. That's just my... Uh, mm. Mm. There's not okay. many things that they say, go stick your fingers in that, be a good boy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what about these, Ned? What about, what about these, these, bud? The, the video game <laughs> controllers. <laughs> it was I, a good... I, I did love... I do... The Adventure Time... You got them. Well, it was the full circle mentality. So I, I do, they did introduce a full circle aspect of an episode into a Grables episode. I think so Bimo gets to punch circle. them, right? Isn't that how that works? You do the little oh, okay with, sign. Oh, with the little, no, the little 666-999, whatever, on thigh. Oh, is that what that means? I just thought yeah. it was just the okay no, it's sign. Just, no, no, no. There's something about it being like 999 something. No, I don't if know. If you guys played, okay. if you guys played the game, I don't know. Are we also showing our age in this episode? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just a young boy. You're just a young boy. I, I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Oh my gosh. You good? Yeah, I, <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> what is happening, Ned? I literally we finished the podcast, bud. I had, a, I had an itch on my leg. I just took a shower, guys. I had an itch on my leg, and part of my the wood from my drawer was in my underpants and it was itching my leg. Oh, that's weird. I just weird. pulled it out. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, but I just TMI, noticed it now. And I was like, TMI. No, that's like the weirdest thing to happen to me like live on a podcast. Yeah, that's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. Uh, what's your, <laughs> did, you have any, did you have any lessons? I don't have a lesson. I think I learned that that is not Lady Rainicorn's butt is what I learned. <laughs> That uh, sometimes, sometimes a pregnant belly can look like a like a thick, juicy peach. Hey, sometimes it's not about the butt with Adventure Time, and and we thought it was the first two seasons, or at least I thought it was. I, I thought mean, it was hey, all about butt jokes. It really was all about the butt the first two seasons. I can tell you that much. So, we almost didn't have an episode without going it without a fart joke. Now it's now it's not about the butt. It doesn't have to be a, a look at us. We're doing a mature joke. It can just straight up be a pregnant woman's stomach. 
So <laughs> that's good. It's good. It's a good lesson. It's a good real world lesson. <laughs> yeah, I learned something. Well, I learned something really essential and really important I mean, for my real life. Yeah, today. don't go sticking your thumb thumb in pregnant women's butts or bellies or bellies. Well, Ned, we've got some traveler's logs, bro. Let's let's do, do uh, a traveler's log. Let me do mine first. Yeah, you start. I think mine is the one that I'm going to read. It's a little bit more just kind of praise sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to give a shout out to Donna just for for writing in and for kind of sharing their thoughts about Adventure Time and what it means to them. And, and also just the fact that like they mentioned that they're 35, which I kind of think that's really cool because you know, we're sort of deemed to be order um, adventure time people, right? I think we're every I mean almost everybody 30. is almost at this point. Like I'm pretty much 30 at this point. We're we're both yeah. pretty much 30 at this point. So like I'm not gonna say 35 sounds crazy, but I yeah. mean that's kind of our our, our well, core audience here is 35, probably 25 to 35. 25 yeah, 40. 35 when they first started to watch Adventure Time. So I don't know what age oh, they wow. are now. Oh, so yeah. they said they didn't start till 35. Okay, well, like, let yeah, me hear right. it. Let me hear this Traveler's that's Log. Awesome. Well, yeah, straight up just like praise about the show and really excited for what we're about to get into. Like saying that this is where, and I think this was written a couple of weeks ago, but this is where uh, it really starts to get good, even for Finn. This is, I think this is when Finn starts to really mature and think about the actions and desires really starts understanding regret and consequences for his actions after his missteps. Uh, it is. It was such a revelation for a kid's show. Uh, I'm looking forward to, and I. this is not a character I'm familiar with. Is it Pilhoy? Pooy? Uh, Pooey, P- I think is what it's called. Pooey? Yeah, yeah P-U-H-O-Y. Uh, and Farm World Finn's story to the Cosmic Owl and Prismo to Globs and Betty to PB being more aware of her actions, to Marcy figuring out her emotional stuff, to super prop or porp, super porp, and all the super very porp, yeah. obvious philosophical overtones to the episodes in later seasons, uh, and to Simon, his favorite uh, confused wizard, or sorry, not his, her favorite confused wizard. Uh, this is where the show goes from good and entertaining to emotional and especially poetic, um, or epically poetic. I am really looking forward to traveling with you further. And thank you for being such wonderful humans. DJ Marcy's Mercy. Ooh. Marcy's Mercy. That's a good one. Mercy me. Anyways, I like it. I Mercy like it a lot. me. All right. What do you got? What do you got for us? Donna, that, that was a great one. I, I like that. I like people. And, and actually, we have a traveler's log from Sarah coming up next with a similar vibe. Uh, somebody who did come in as a more recent listener to the podcast. So Sarah says, greetings, DJ Nighty P and DJ Rusty, which I do appreciate, Sarah, you calling him Rusty as in, you know, his DJ name. (laughs) I discovered (laughs) your podcast earlier this summer and I binged it and I wanted to wait to write you guys until I was all cut up. I'm finally to the point to be able to listen to you guys release and I'm pumped. This show is so... so, so, Show has such a special place in my heart and has helped me with my adult life, uh, more my adult life than I think it did when I was a kid. So comforting while also pushing me to question the world around me. Again, that's the point of Adventure Time, dude. Getting fresh perspective on real life, adult life is not that different from the way you perceived it when you were 13 years old. 
Um, Sarah goes on to say, I cannot wait for Russell to be able to watch Fiona and Cake. From my understanding, it will be basically a continuation from a certain point of adventure time. It will also be expanding on the multiverse theories, and we will be starting to finally dig into... I've also recently just started watching Bravest Warriors. I'm not sure if you've ever been brought up on the podcast. We've brought it up and twice, maybe. Um, there's the first two full seasons on YouTube. It's created by the same minds as Adventure Time. I think it's... Um, it's either Penn Ward or Adam Muto was a Bravest Warriors. Okay. Um, it's hilarious, by the way. It's it's kind of like what Adventure like Adventure Time season one was out, and then they did Bravest Warriors. Like was kind of like, hey, let's get edgy. Like let's do like edgier oh, adult nice. jokes. Yeah. So they were doing that as a YouTube series while Adventure Time was coming out on Cartoon Network. <laughs> uh, she said it's more raunchy version of the show, and it's so fun for those who grew up in the universe. Um, Sarah, you have a lot to say, so I might skip this paragraph. I really enjoy your podcast. I will find, I find that I have a lot of the same thoughts and always get a good, get a little excited when I, I feel like knowledgeable enough about what y'all are talking about. And you said y'all, so I appreciate the fact that you said y'all, what y'all are talking about to include my two cents. I will be writing in more as I gain confidence, LOL. And I am so excited for your Patreon. I've never Use the platform before, but we'll try just for you guys. There, hey. you're the best. She says, "I eagerly, I'm eagerly awaiting your next episode. Keep up the good work. Thank you for sharing your love of Adventure Time with all of your travelers. Hope to hear from you guys soon." Signing off, Sarah. I'm not going to read your last name, aka DJ Lil Tooster. Lil, Lil Tooster, I think it's yeah. like L I L number two S T E R. Lil Tooster. Cool. Well, thank you, thank you, Sarah, for writing in. Uh, you know, I guess both of those were sort of a bit about praise and less so about theories about the show or, or thoughts on an episode. But for what it's worth, I enjoyed them a whole lot. So, hey, we, <laughs> so we, I mean, we we want people to engage with our. I mean, yeah. engage with deep thoughts, engage with praise of the episode. We're going to read it. Like we want, yeah. like we want people to write in. Like if you want your stuff to be said on the podcast, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to tout our horn and be like, oh, don't you want to be read on this super famous podcast oh <laughs> that's not what this is anyways so <laughs> well y'all thank no, you so much for uh joining us for this episode i i had a lot of fun ned do you have a wreck for us as we're kind of winding down oh i have a wreck for you guys that i will f- f- more fully expand on in our latest nea and beyond because we will be doing Done separate podcast episodes about some adventure time, some non-adventure time stuff on our Patreon, on mm-hmm. our podcast called NEA and Beyond. Uh, but I just started uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom this week. There we go. Um, I will recommend it because as a very avid Elden Ring fan, this feels like Nintendo's version of Elden Ring. That's all I'm going to say. Definitely. Everything else is going to live on the Patreon. So all right, that sounds that's good. my rec. What about you? Man, that's a good wreck. And I, I love that you're plugging the Patreon. Now, we need to just commit to a date. Can I just tell you a date and say this is when we're releasing the Patreon? Yeah, this, this is when we're getting married. All right, we're doing that September 12th. How about that? It's yeah. a Tuesday. So we'll have an that's episode good. come out and the Patreon will launch on the same mm. time. That's good. Okay, September 12th, guys. Get there. Yeah. This may This is going to release on September pretty close to 12th. <laughs> I think right. the Tuesday before the 12th. That works. If this comes out Tuesday before the 12th, then that's perfect. We'll see. 
I don't know. The twelfth. If it's not out, it'll be the no. Nah, we're committing. It's the twelfth. That's when. That's when the Patreon's launching. Hey, bare minimum. Hey, the Patreon's uh, going to be a little bit. Hey, it, for everybody who's been with us since episode one, it was kind of a mess. Like the podcast was a little bit of a mess at episode one. So give us some breathing room. The Patreon's going to be a little bit of a mess come episode one and start. It'll be good. So hang it'll tight. Be good. I haven't listened to the recording yet. I hope it's, you know, it's pretty. It's probably pretty solid. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the episode. Anyways, uh, my rec, man, I've been listening to, I've gone through it almost twice now, uh, McCartney, which is Paul McCartney's first solo album. Interesting. I've never given it a listen. I, for whatever reason, just had a couple of Beatles songs come on playlist recently. And I have always enjoyed the more kind of slow down to earth, like almost Americana vibey um songs from them and so it's kind of nice that this is a whole album of that but really what it is it's a whole album of just like it's filler honestly it's a lot of filler Mm -hmm. just random instrumentations incomplete songs it's kind of wild he released this right before let it be came out right as the beatles broke up right so this is i was gonna say it's probably uh, it's probably just an interesting like pump and dump of the stuff that he wrote that the rest of the band didn't really want to pick up, right? So it's I think probably, there's only one song on there that is that actually. I think for the most part, and I haven't done too much research because I just got into it. Well, what happened? Uh, you know, the whole different story. What I've read so far about it because I want to do more research about it is that he was really depressed. He was really drinking a lot, and he was mo- he moved with his wife and their two kids out onto like a farm essentially in Scott on Scotland in Scotland on Scotland in Scotland in, in Scotland and just like departed from the world. So there were all these rumors, right? Like that was your three of Paul is dead and he had disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then people like blamed him for breaking up the Beatles and he releases this album right before let it be comes out. And that doesn't help anything. And this, song, this album is and they're pissed because they're like, this is why you broke out the Beatles. And it's just a bunch of random tunes and then maybe I'm amazed, which is a freaking incredible song. But that's the only song that rocks. Every other song is, like I said, like a jam or yeah. Americana. And he recorded every instrument and played uh, and sang. And only Linda, his wife at the time, uh, sang at all a little bit on the album as well. Russell, so you're really going to give a Brit the uh, cred to giving early Americana? I don't... Well, I say that genre. because... It, there's something about it that feels very almost folky, like American folky to me. But I mean, I they had think, explored most of the world's bizarre yeah. musical genres by that point. I get that for sure. So they well, kind of all leave. For what it's their, worth, which their own ways. Some people were saying that this album, or at least some critics were kind of saying this album could be credited for like helping to invent and helping to promote the lo-fi aesthetic or helping to mm. push a like very like folk, low production like value. Lo, lo-fi folk pretty much. Well, Cause it's like, like he recorded on like four, I think it's uh oh gosh, what is it called? When it's like which four means that they're gonna, Are they going to say, is this pre Dylan at this point? No, this isn't like, pre Dylan. Dylan's like, like, yeah, what, that's what I was going to say. Early, like, early sixties. That, that Dylan 50s, kind of events that, is, that aesthetic, that whole like lo-fi basement, but a lot of that was like high Grungy. production value. He just sounds like that, I think. Or like he's yeah. an acoustic guitar in him. Like where this is Paul McCartney, like with just like whatever recording equipment he has at his house, making kind of, kind of a just a 
studio out of nowhere and going, all right, I'm going to record the tape and just see what comes of it. And like, these are incomplete songs and, you know, I don't know. Um, but I did think it was pretty fascinating. Um, if you're going to credit someone, I think they get a lot of credit and a lot of it they deserve, but this is a long rant. Y'all, y'all can check us out. (laughs) (laughs) This this is, it's a good rant. I feel like for how much you've talked about the Beatles on the podcast, I love the Beatles to talk about your next step into a, I mean, you're growing, the podcast is growing and you're growing. You're talking about, you're like, yeah. okay, I'm getting into my Paul McCartney phase. Like, Yeah, maybe so. Don't get, don't get into a douchebag John Lennon phase because I won't want to hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, yeah, when people do that, it's very terms. fucking annoying. Yeah, he's the walrus for sure. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where can our lovelies and travelers and uh, Bing Bongs yeah. and Ice King foot princesses follow us? Uh, Never Ending Adventure Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, where Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA, or NEA underscore podcast. Uh, you can email us your thoughts, your opinions, get on the Traveler's Log. I really want to hear some theories or some, maybe some, uh, what, is, what would it be called? Some like arguably wrong opinions. Like g- mm. give me something that's like might be controversial in a like fun, debatable kind of a give, way. Give me stuff What's that your we head talked cannon? about on the podcast that you think we're wrong. We're wrong about. Yes. That's like, like counter us because that yeah. makes for good content. You're, you're only going to make us help sound us. better when you <laughs> <laughs> help me. I'm just a boy. Uh, yeah. travelerslog at gmail.com. Uh, and if I haven't responded, I usually respond to them. Uh, we may not have gotten it. So make sure you're spelling travelers with one L and everything together other than the dot in between the NEA and travelers log. Sorry for but anyways, you gay listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Way. This was a great episode. Uh, enjoyed talking about it. I, I wouldn't say this is going to be like a go back and rewatch all the time episode for me by any means. But Russell, I, enjoyed I, just it. En- I just enjoyed talking to you, man. I'm, yeah. I'm, even if it's I an episode the podcast I hate, way more. I enjoy the podcast more than the episode. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. That's yeah, beautiful. I, be, I agree. It's a beautiful little art form we have here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, it's Tuesday. Get out there and just party forever. Hey, Tuesday, love. Love you all. Mm-hmm.